Good morning, Peninsula Hope Church. I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope you all had a very blessed Thanksgiving. And as we talked about last week, I hope that you were able to identify so many things that you are thankful and grateful for. So today we're going to be starting a four-week series that's going to take us up to Christmas, and it's called What Child Is This? And the name comes from Christmas Carol by William Chatterton Dix. And he has a very interesting story, and one of the highlights that really resonated with me was a time when he was um, he was dealing with a severe illness, and he was near death. And through that, coming out of that, he found himself so much more drawn to God, and so he did a lot of deep study in the Bible, growing closer to God, and that inspired many of the Christmas carols and hymns that he ended up um, producing for churches. And as I thought about this title, What Child Is This?, it got me thinking about the prophecy that was given about Jesus. And we see this in Isaiah 9, 6. And at the time, we need to keep in mind that people didn't know that Jesus was the Messiah. And so when we're talking about this, understand that not everyone knew who was being referred to in Isaiah 9, 6. In the NIV, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Here's some background of what's happening at this time. Israel was a divided nation. It was separated into the northern and southern kingdom. Israel was being attacked by the Assyrians. So Isaiah, being a prophet, he's trying to convince and encourage listeners that God can be trusted, that his promises for a glorious kingdom would be fulfilled. And he did this by expressing that Israel's enemies, they would be removed. And their Messiah, when he came, he would reign forever. Our country is going through a lot of challenges. Maybe not the exact challenges that Israel did, but we are going through a lot of challenges. And as we head into Christmas, we need to remember the promise and the hope that comes from that child that was born, that son that was given. And we're going to do that by taking a look at each of these names. For, so for the next four weeks, we're going to hit one name that we read in Isaiah 6. And again, they are Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So this week, our focus is Wonderful Counselor. When we are told in Isaiah 9-6 that a child will be born and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, this is not a literal name. It is a declaration of his character. It is also an expression of his qualification to rule. For those of you who are sports fans, and I think we see this in other areas, you may hear the term or the name GOAT the greatest of all time. And as when it comes to football, we hear people talking about the GOAT in reference to Tom Brady. And the thing is, GOAT is not his name, but he is called that because of what he has accomplished or his qualifications. 
So that's an explanation of what's happening here. Wonderful counselor is not a name. It is the characteristic or the qualification that this child has what he is going to do. And again, at this time, people didn't know that this was the Messiah, that this was Jesus. This was a prophecy of who was coming. They just weren't sure. Praise God, we know exactly who we are talking about. In Hebrew, the literal translation of the name is a wonder of a counselor. Again, a wonder of a counselor. So let's think about that. Wonder, wonder means something is miraculous. It's extraordinary. It's mysterious. It's difficult to comprehend. It's something that transcends human wisdom. And then counselor, it's not the counselor you think of when you talk about someone who needs to talk about their feelings or their struggles. That's not the kind of counselor that we're talking about here. We are talking about an advisor, someone who speaks or urges certain directions of actions and thought. And the implication is this advisor, their advice is considered wise and valuable. In biblical times, a counselor was really similar to a U.S. cabinet minister. And at times, this minister or the counselor, they could be in line to succeed the king. So you can see that they were really important. They had a very high level. So what we're saying is Jesus, as a wonder of a counselor, Jesus is an advisor that gives us advice that is extraordinary. It is beyond our knowledge. It is perfect, it is flawless, and it is exactly what we need to do. So that's what the name or the term Wonderful Counselor means. Now let's take a look at what are Jesus's qualifications? What makes him a wonder of a counselor? Well, outside of knowing everything, being everywhere at the same time, and being all-powerful. And I would say that in itself, those three things, makes someone an absolutely perfect advisor. But beyond that, Jesus doesn't lie. Jesus can't lie. He tells us the truth. So his advice is something that we can rely on. Jesus has the ability to see straight into people's hearts, so he sees people's motives, and that's so important. He doesn't have to muddle through things. He gets right to the point. He knows everything. And Jesus, he is always right. So when we get his advice, it's right. It is never wrong. Jesus is always available. Any time of day, we can reach out to Jesus for advice. Jesus is also fully man, 100%. That is why he came in the form of a baby. And Jesus is fully divine. He is fully God. This means that his humanness allows, a, allows him to relate to us. Hebrews 4 verses 14 through 15 in the NIV speaks to this. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. And that's so important because if you ever find yourself saying, Jesus can't relate to me, he didn't go through these, he wasn't tempted. Yes, he was. The only difference between him and us is we sin, he does not. So how incredible is that? Is that this wonder of a counselor, he can relate to us. And the final thing, that final qualification or what makes Jesus a wonder of a counselor or a wonderful counselor is Jesus knows us because he created us. God created us and he loves us. That is an incredible qualification that Jesus has. Now we have to look at how do we receive this wise counsel from Jesus? In other words, how does Jesus speak to us today? Well, one, Jesus speaks to us through the Bible. Psalm 119 verse 105 in the NIV, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. If you want some help and advice on what direction to take, the Bible is an incredible place to start. Through the Holy Spirit, John 16 verses 13 through 14 in the NIV. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So if you need godly advice, the best place to get it is God in us, which is the Holy Spirit. Next, you can receive Jesus' wise counsel through church. Hebrews 10, verses 24 through 25 in the NIV says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. One of the huge benefits of being part of a church and gathering on the regular is the ability to encourage one another. When you have other Christians around you who can relate to situations you have been through, who you know understand what God wants in our lives, it is so powerful. And you can't get that anywhere else. That's why it's so important to get that wise counsel through the church. We can also receive Jesus' wise counsel through experiences in our lives. Matthew 8, 23 through 26 in the NIV says, Then he got into the boat, and as his disciples followed him, suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. 
In that situation, Jesus used this storm to show that the disciples, their faith still needed to be developed. So there was a blessing through this. It wasn't about scaring them. It wasn't about them getting hurt. It revealed areas they needed to work on. They needed to develop their faith and trust because Jesus was there and he took care of it. So much so, he was sleeping when this was all happening and he took care of it. So sometimes you're gonna go through, th through some things and there are lessons to be learned. There are ways that God is going to stretch us and grow us through that. And that's how we can receive wise counsel through experiences, through prayer. James 1, verses five through eight in the NIV. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So when you need advice, that wise counsel, pray. But you have to believe. You have to believe that the answers you're going to get, whether you like them or not, that they are from God. And you have to understand them because if you're doubting them, if you're questioning them, the word tells us that you're being double-minded and unstable in all that you do. So believe that God answers prayer. Again, it might not be the way you want to hear it, but he does. Trust it and believe it. We can also experience Jesus' wise counsel through other mature Christians. Proverbs 11, verse 14 in the NASB says, Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. That is saying that the more wisdom, the more advice that we get from mature Christians, it can help us make the decisions we need to make. In Psalms 1, verses 1 through 2 in the NASB, it said, Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So we want to get that wise counsel from mature Christians, people that understand who God is and what God wants. And when you dig into this verse, you see that it's not just talking about non-Christians we have to be leery of. We have to be leery of people that call themselves Christians but they're not really living for God. They're not giving us godly wisdom. So maturity is so important because often people will seek advice from people who will tell them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. Again, many people seek advice from people who will tell them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. When you're a mature Christian, you understand that there is an eternal aspect to our faith. And so our advice, it has to have God at the center of it. Otherwise, you have to ask yourself, what is at the center of it? Is it the world? Is it secular beliefs? 
That's not what we want. We want God to be at the center of the advice. That is how we get Jesus' wise counsel. I want to conclude by encouraging you that as we head into Advent season, and as we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth, think about who Jesus is and how Jesus is the wonderful counselor who has the best advice, the best strategies, and our best interests in mind because he loves us. And understand that when you have a question, when you have a concern, when there's something you are worried about or wondering about, there's a decision to be made, Jesus has the answer. Jesus has the perfect advice. One, you have to seek it. And two, you have to listen to it. Because again, he is a wonder of a counselor. Lord Jesus, we love you. We serve you. And Lord, as we head into this season of remembering who you are and what you've done for all of us, Lord, help us to seek you out as that wonderful counselor. For any questions we have, Lord, help us to, one, to turn to you, and two, to take your advice because it is perfect, it is flawless, and it is exactly what we need. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for you and for the perfect gift that you are. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Hey, we love you guys. We hope you can join us on Zoom. And we'll see you soon. God bless.